Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Dom Nice. And I'm Charles Firth. Yeah, you are. Why were you so uncertain about that? Oh, I have identity problems all the time. Lots of news today, Charles. Yes. Still more balloons. Yes. We're heading to sort of 99 balloon <laughs> level. Peter Dutton apologises to the Parliament. Oh, really? Mm, very oh, big moment. Yeah. Not necessarily something he often does. No. Uh, and the incredibly boring suburb I grew up, North Sydney, was shut down by a YouTube star and a UFC guy. Oh, yes, I saw uh, that. Earlier this yep. week. Any virgin stories? Or- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but first of all, we've got, we have our own apology. Oh, um, right. Uh, I know that uh, Peter Dutton has one, but we received a message from Alan uh, after <clears throat> broadcasting our podcast about the Australian cricket team. Mm. And one of the things we said yesterday was we were sort of mystified about why India had been accused of rigging the whole match because, like, surely, you know, if they rig the pitch, then they still have to play on the pitch. But he pointed out that um, the big issue with the Indian wicket is that it was created to attack left-handed batsmen, ah. which is apparently the majority of batters in the Aussie team. And so that's why it's unfair because this wicket is very biased in favour it's, it's rightist. It's rightist. It, mm. It's ableist. Able. So um, I, th- I think that Australia has a case for the, well, the Human Rights Commission. Like, are surely you left-handed disability. Well, it's, yeah, it's ableist. It's it's bigoted to to not allow. <laughs> <laughs> How do you <laughs> doctor a pitch so that it only favours <laughs> one-handed batters? How do you? Um, it was the left side like all. Yeah. Kind of scuffed. Uh, it's probably something to do with the Coriolis effect, don't you reckon? What? They, it'd be something to do with gravity and the, you, you okay. know, like, you know how and is it a magnetic field? They, yeah. They, did they bury some sort of weird ancient bones underneath that? Uh, is I'm, it like a burial ground? I'm guessing. Yes, I think that's it. Okay. All right, I, Alan. More information before <laughs> I'm going to apologize. You can apologize, Charles. Okay, before so- I apologize, I want someone to explain to me. How it is yep. that a pitch can be biased against left-handers? I I understood that it was going to f- favour spin that they made it so mm. that it looked like fifth day wicket on day one, so yes. it's going to just fall to pieces. And yes, enable their excellent but, spinners but then, to beat us. But that was our point, which is then that's just biased in favour of our spinners as yeah. well. Like, and Todd like Murphy, Todd Murphy took seven wickets, yeah, so yeah. that's not really it's it's anti-fast bowler, but yeah, that's okay. You always know India's favourite yeah. spin. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. That's all right. So what's the problem, Alan? Alan. Yeah. Email us again. Yeah. Maybe you should issue the apology. Yeah, maybe you should be apologising <laughs> if you're asking us to apologise. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Well, So, we're going to cover some news. And the first one is, uh, oh, well, you're There's doing four it. balloons shot down now. Oh, well, they keep on shooting they them down. They keep coming down. Yeah, they keep getting them and keep, sh- and keep shooting them down. Um, so this whole thing about Joe Biden being slow to react, it's, it's mm. over. It, Joe Balloon, like no. he's terrible at children's parties. You <laughs> he just shoots them all down. There was a children's party uh, 
in our apartment block where we live. Um, both Dom and I live in the same apartment block. It's very Morris place. Yes. Um, Except not at all. I wonder what, and there was a, because it was a fifth year old birthday party, mm. and there was this big five balloon. I heard a very loud noise and explosion. Yes. I presume the US <laughs> I mean, Air Force came in and took those things out. Uh, I, I kind of feel like, because I presume that America also has drones that go around the world and spy on everything. Or something like that. Yeah. Is is this not just China sort of going, well, if it's all right for you, it's all right for us? Like, what what is the problem with having somebody... You know, violating your airspace. I mean, Google the like. If you go into fucking Google Maps, you can see. Like, who cares? But also, where does it? Hasn't hasn't Elon Musk's SpaceX put? Actually, I think we can hear an American fighter overhead now. <laughs> hasn't Elon Musk's SpaceX put um, internet like satellites all over the entire planet? Yes, I think so. so it's, it's like, the, is there some arbitrary limit in the sky where China's not allowed to float a drone over, but Elon hmm. can just put? Fucking satellites yes. every inch over the earth. Um, we should probably note that this uh, this part of the podcast is sponsored by the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> and by Starlink. An amazing <laughs> way to get internet wherever you... No, here's yeah, the thing, suppose, so, is, so is the problem that the Chinese have is that they haven't offered something in return for putting up the balloon. Like they, What they yes. should do is they should float a little Wi-Fi transponder off the... Top of it, and then claim it's a Starlink style service. Yeah, a little Huawei Wi Fi yeah. box. And then the you thought that they used to hack into all of our home <laughs> networks. They put it up there in the clean the sky. Yeah, and then Biden wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Also, these things, I didn't quite realize when we were talking about it. We were saying it was big. Mm. They're 200 feet wide, and that's something like 70 meters. <laughs> like they're about the same size as like an Olympic pool. Plus one of those half size. It's absolutely I, enormous. I, There's how were they ever going to evade surveillance? Is, what were they thinking? What was the brainstorm that you know, like okay, oh, you know what it is. I bet you a billion dollars this is what happened, which is they were presenting this new piece of equipment mm. for Xi Jinping, yeah, for his approval, right? And they had a little scale model of the balloon, oh. and it would have been like you know, like a few inches wide. Yeah, it looked really subtle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And no, nobody, like everyone, neglected to to mention that it was a one to one hundred thousand scale <laughs> yes. model. I'm, I'm imagining Charles. You know, in Ghostbusters, the scene with the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man walking down the streets in New York. It's <laughs> that, that size. No, it's, it's not. That. It's smaller than like like the Marshmallow Man is smaller <laughs> than, than the, the balloon. Yes. So. We saw them coming, but the only thing we can do, Charles, is unleash a barrage of rain. For every balloon they send, we mm. should send ten. I want balloons. I want every single like. But why? What? What will we get out of it? Balloons are lovely. Oh, I see. You're wanting a sort of new instead of a cold war, it'll yeah. be like a balloon war, I like children's toy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like children's that, birthday party. Remember war. that no- novel where it was called the Chocolate War, mm. and everyone had to read it in about year nine something or like year that. eight yeah. or something. And you always thought, oh, this is going to be a great book. It's just about, you know, chocolate, like war paper chocolate, but it's actually not. Like, um, that's what a balloon war is like. It's like a year nine dystopian novel. I mean, the next stage in this conflict is going to be pillow fighting, <laughs> giant pillows. <laughs> yeah. in the, that yeah. My pillow guy, Mike yeah. Lindell, is really going to step the up. The problem is that uh, aren't all pillows made in China? Oh, yeah, like, that's true. They'll yeah. have a big advantage. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though. If I'm not a military strategist, okay? Mm. I'm not at all. But if I were, yes. what I would do is deploy a slow-moving and very, very obvious thing like, I don't know, 
a giant balloon <laughs> as a distraction oh. from the real thing that I was doing, which is probably yes. some sort of nanobot. There's probably you- like tiny cockroaches with like cameras in them mm-hmm. everywhere. No. Now. Do you think this is a false flag operation? Or a f- false balloon operation. <laughs> false balloon. <laughs> that that actually these these balloons are actually made by the US to to make it look like China is trying to very very slowly invade us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good theory. Yeah. But if the US was um, doing that as false, they'd still have to make them in China. <laughs> but no, look, we can't. We've got to draw a line in the sand, though, Charles. We yes. cannot have. We cannot have. China violating our airspace and surveilling us with these giant balloons. Instead, they mm. can surveil us via our mobile phones, yes. via our Wi-Fi yeah. routers. I mean, the Israeli government's just going, oh, yeah. should we not have used Chinese security cameras and all of our sensitive <laughs> military installations? Maybe we'll take, and anyway, maybe we'll take those ones down. Like, they already own the next generation through TikTok anyway. Yes. Like, they know everything. That's true. Yeah, they're probably really bored by the data they're getting from the balloons. <laughs> probably like, they probably we knew all re- this. They probably released the balloons, I don't know, 15 years ago. <laughs> They've been floating around with solar power. And they're like, we don't need that. We've got TikTok. <laughs> we know every- we- if anything, the Chinese know too much. <laughs> also in the news this week, uh, opposition leader Peter Dutton has apologised in the parliament. An amazing moment uh, on Monday. Is it to Indigenous people for... for- colonising Australia? Is it sort of like an attempt to sort of well, it, reset in, Indigenous? I, the I whole heard debate him. about the voice. Yes. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's related. He's apologising for being just about the only person in the parliament in 2008 who refused to apologise to the Stolen Generation. Oh, He's now really? saying that wasn't a great call on his part. Uh, yes. So, and he said this he, before. He looked at the poll numbers. He was the. He was like. And he's, I remember and he's, on the day. He was like the one person who yes. sour graped it. You're right. He had all these Aboriginal um, kind of elders who'd suffered terrible things dancing out the front. People were in tears. It was a really emotional moment for Australia. And Peter Dutton's going, no, nope, not apologising. And so, does this mean he's learnt from his mistake and will therefore support? The voice to Parliament. Oh no, 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 that's not at all clear. Oh, right. his position's still unclear on that. <laughs> oh, right, but he's, he, it's very he, so he's clear. Set, he's setting himself up to sour grape the whole thing again. Well, hang on, but that's practical reconciliation. The voice is actually making a change. Yes, that will do something substantive. Yes. he is apologising for not signing off on the symbolic yes. thing in two thousand eight, and one of his reasons yes. was that he thought it would actually do something substantive. He was worried it would open Australia up to compensation. Yeah, that was one of his objections. He's worried we'd have to actually pay money to the victims. Yeah. Of we'd have to do a horrendous yeah. action that the yeah. government took, which yeah. you would actually imagine most people who inflicted trauma would actually get in compensation. Yeah. But no, of course not. No, that's no, never God, happened. no, 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 no. God, this no. Is they did get a tearful sorry from Kevin Rudd, and that's all that they got. But they got to dance out the front of Parliament. Hmm. Yes, arguably we could have done more. <laughs> uh, the other reason now this is an interesting little argument. <laughs> arguably, or, arguably, we well, could have done I, more. I don't think you need to put no, the word no, arguably no. in there. I think well, we could have done more. Two thousand nine, Peter Dutton was arguing. In fact. Um, we did the very least one could do. I love the other <laughs> argument. Now this is this is a this is kind of a um a kind of Greens esque ob- objection that he had in two thousand eight. He didn't want to apologise because oh. he thought the apology didn't go far enough. Yes, didn't go yes. far enough. It wasn't that he was a fucking racist prick. It's that that everyone in making the apology mm. were the racists. That's right. It, it, it was just. It was the wrong thing to do. And yes. The problem is that the uh, his argument breaks down where he says, 
because as a Queensland cop, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking into what yeah. the, the conditions they were like, and I thought we weren't doing the right things. They needed yeah. practical assistance is, is, was needed. Is he saying that now? Is he saying that's the reason why he yeah. objected now? I can't was remember it, if that was, was now that his or excuse then. at the time. It was certainly his excuse at the time. But yeah, um, right, okay. Uh, I I really think if you're Peter Dutton's yeah. media strategist. Perhaps you just want to, <laughs> yeah. Just as this, a Queensland cop, yes. it's not as strong a gambit yes. as, you, as you might. You want to, you want to stay within the realms of the plausible. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know when you know Happy Days did that whole motorbike, yeah, with the shark mm. and things. Like it sort of it broke the world, broke the universe. And in fact, if he wants to get up in the parliament later this week and just say, "Look, as a Queensland cop." I'm also sorry for that as well. (laughs) That might work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Chaser Report: News you can't trust. Now, Charles, as you know, I grew up in one of the most boring places in Australia. Yes, North uh, Sydney. North Sydney, which yes. was. I mean, some might argue that I made it even more boring than it already was. But no, it's it's basically, if you think of like a CBD, a central business district, yes. you make it kind of fun size. This is, if you haven't yes. been there, and I imagine almost nobody's been to North Sydney, because why would you? Yes. It's kind of like a fun size CBD, but if you just make sure you get rid of every single sign of life, like a laneway bar or yes. an interesting cafe, yes. you, you, uh, none very, of that stuff. It is like Melbourne mm. without the coffee... The laneways, yeah, the culture, the atmosphere, mm. or the, indeed just the fact that it's a major city. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like if you, um, let's say, you wanted to build the perfect corporate headquarters for your insurance business. Yes, and you didn't want anyone to be distracted. Yes, from their important p- yes. <laughs> task of assessing risk. Right, mm. North Sydney is the place you go. However, yeah, North Sydney is is renowned for having all its sort of cafes and eateries mm. close at three pm each right, day. That's right. Yeah. In fact, there's an amazing cultural life in North Sydney if you just leave it and go to the Sydney CBD. Anyway, <laughs> um, and during the lockout laws, North Sydney didn't actually have those same lockout laws, but it didn't matter. It didn't oh, really? Need, North Sydney didn't need them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other the other great thing about North Sydney. Uh, which I'm sure is completely irrelevant to this, but I'm going to note anyway because it's still true. Twenty years later, they don't have any bins. They don't have any That's fucking true. bins. T- Ted Mac removed the bins yes. when I was living there. That was his big move because he thought everyone would take their rubbish home with them, and they did. Oh, really? It actually worked. It worked. I mean, it- it was annoying as hell, but it worked. Anyway, so that's North Sydney. Those were the only things we knew about North Sydney, uh, the only points of interest until- By the way, if you could, I don't know whether you can hear it, but in the background, you can hear a child crying. That is because uh, they're just out in the apartment complex um, and it's his balloon has just been shot down. <laughs> so, yeah. Terribly sorry about that. It's not on us. That's not our yeah. child and we didn't make a cry. Just yeah. to be clear. Um, okay. So, but North Sydney, actually something interesting happened there. Oh, yeah. Um, because a couple mm. of years ago, Channel 9 and the Herald, they all moved there because the rent's so cheap because it sucks. Yes, that's right. right so, all, yes. 9 relocated. All, all their TV studios, they shut down the big mm. the big 
campus in kind of mm. Ataman. And and in fairness, Sydney Morning Herald only ever reports on Sydney property That's prices. Right. So it and makes a lot of sense. And yeah. makes sense, you know, on the North Shore. It'd be so like they, Mossman. they moved there, Charles. And Logan Paul, the YouTuber, and KSI, the kind of UFC fighter. Wasn't Logan Paul cancelled? Yeah, yeah, he's been cancelled. I don't oh, think right. they realised. They went on the Today Show this morning. Yes. They didn't hear our podcast last week about how there's no audience. They got horribly <laughs> misled. Uh, but the amazing thing is hmm. they actually brought an audience. Um, KSI, I saw on Twitter yesterday, said, hmm. hey, come and have a meetup um, at Denison Street, North Sydney. First 2000 there, get a free drink. And the numbers were absolutely huge. It was massive. There were huge crowds. Mm. Everyone, from, like Brooke Boney from Channel 9, was just, just like mm. taking photos at the window going, I can't believe it. There's people in North Sydney. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, yeah, because I saw the image of the mm. crowd and I thought it was, you know, National Reconciliation Day March or something like that. Like it was absolutely massive. Uh, but it was for a, for a drink. It was for a drink. It? Yeah. yeah. A drink called so, Prime. Right. So can I – yeah, I – I know all about this because about a month ago in in the UK, everyone went crazy for yes. Prime, right? And it was only sold through Aldi. That's that right. right? Yeah. yeah. And here in Australia, and, it's only through Woolies. Right. And what the fuck is Prime? What is it? Well, Charles, it's a drink that is so cool. Mm. It is so cool that you can make an exclusive deal to sell it through em- embarrassing supermarkets like Audi and Woolies. Like, it's not even being sold from... It doesn't need to be. Yeah. It's so cool that it brings a crowd. So, it's... And they're calling it the first viral drink, Charles. Right. In that it oh, makes you deeply ill. It makes you <laughs> sick. Um, so, Prime is a... It's like a... It's like a um, an energy drink, right? It's the official right. energy drink of, of the UFC now. And there are lots of things in it, like coconut water, maybe some amino acids and shit, whatever. I don't know. Right. But... Um, Kids have been paying th- more than thirty bucks yes. to get a to drink. There's a sort of black market. Yeah, yeah. And it ordinarily yeah. apparently costs about ten dollars, yeah. which is ridiculous. But here's the thing that Prime has in it. Um, it has two hundred milligrams of caffeine, which is more than three shots of coffee. Oh my god. It's the same as six cans of Coke. <laughs> and basically doctors are saying children should not drink this stuff. You shouldn't drink like more than one and drive. Because <laughs> you'll, you'll get the jitters so badly, it's absolutely lethal. And the prime people are saying look, we're not marketing it, not marketing it to kids, right? No. Mark- it's just Logan Paul, roided up bogans, these YouTubers, but kids don't watch YouTube. So I was slightly worried when my thirteen-year-old nephew mm. announced a plan to go and queue for several hours <laughs> to get a tin of prime, maybe to give to me. I don't know because yeah. he shouldn't have been. No, him. well, it's not marketed at him. No, no, so it's not marketed. Of, at of course, and kids, you know. Historically, always only go for things that are marketed at That's them right. and not for adult products that they perceive as yeah, cool and trendy. They always follow the safety rules. On yes, yeah, yes. no, very well. So he was going to go and queue up this afternoon, then it got cancelled hmm. because the one in Perth had such a giant crowd <laughs> attending. Um, that it was actually a safety risk. So there you go. So this is what kids are into now. Mm. Shithouse dangerous <laughs> energy drinks. And surely if it's $30 a bottle, surely it would be just cheaper to get some crystal meth or something. Mm. Well, it's certainly ciggies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd be, and it's probably the health risk is equivalent. I'm not, I don't it's know. It's probably I safer to drive. I don't want to get sued by Prime, but 200 milligrams of caffeine is not yeah. great for kids. Probably safer to have probably crystal meth. Just shoot heroin get into a, your eyeballs yeah. to drive. That's right. Perfect. So that's Prime, and that's what that's what mm. kids are into. Um, okay. But I must say, Charles, yes. full credit to the Today Show. 
Yes. Or finding a way to get people interested in them. Yes. That's right. Well, presumably that's the most people who've watched today in years. It is. Yeah. Charles, I have a challenge. I just thought mm. of this. I've got a challenge for the podcast. Yes. Okay. Now, you said the ratings for today is about 79, 80,000, I think, per day. Okay. It's an pretty bad. Show. All right. Let's just, let's just quickly check this out. I mean, Studio 10, in fairness to what I said last week, which was that uh, Studio 10 had. It had Studio 10 level ratings. <clears throat> that was back when Studio 10, you know, had used to have me on quite regularly. Oh, yes, and, of course. And it was sort of in the 120s, 130s consistently. Um, by the time Studio 10 got axed, I do believe – or is it still axed or is it not? Studio 10. Has Studio 10 been axed? I mean, Charles, Charles if a now... show is axed in a forest and no one's watching it, <laughs> yeah. is it axed or not? Because I, I think Studio 10 – Certainly, today it's a little doing a little bit better than you thought. It's getting hundred and eighty or so yeah, thousand yeah. viewers across the three hours. Yeah. My challenge to us as yes. a podcast. Okay. Oh yes. Can we do a live stream someday between six a.m. and nine a.m. Yes. And get more than one hundred and eighty-eight thousand viewers. No. Get more than the Today Show. <laughs> no. You don't think? No. What if we did some kind Look. of deal whereby we featured on Sunrise? For a short moment of thing. <laughs> I like that, yeah. But uh, look, we could try. I kind of feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, like listeners, feel free to um, uh, email us at podcast at chaser.com.au if, if you think we're not, if this is not correct. But I, my feeling is that people who listen to this podcast are not necessarily awake before 9am each day. Oh, so you think we're going to do it at a different time of the day? Yes, I think... Or maybe start at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm certainly not one who's going to go, oh, yeah, I would like to do a 6am show. <laughs> just, just to be wrong. <laughs> just, just to just prove to, that, just that to, actually it's quite hard to get your audience under 8,000. <laughs> therefore, my, completely... my insulting premise is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we cracked 100,000 at least. If we... Go between Instagram and YouTube and, hmm. and Facebook. I think what we need to do is convince the ABC to to give us breakfast. Like, not oh. well, wait a minute, they've got ABC News breakfast. They do, but is, does that we'd be very safe from getting hundred thousand viewers <laughs> if we were on ABC? They're on a hundred thousand moment. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, because if they've got Tony Armstrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I, with all due respect to my colleagues, ninety thousand of that is he, Tony. He's the prime drink. He is, of, he's the prime drink of, of morning breakfast. TV. Anyway, look, if you've got any great ideas, I think we should at least try. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to rate more than one hundred eighty thousand, but if you've got any suggestions, what time should we do the live stream? It's got to be three hours at some point to outrate the Today Show, and then Carl Stefanovic, if you're listening, okay, you can come on at the end of the broadcast Actually, and give us an award. I've got a really good way to do that, which is. That we just say that Logan Paul is on, <laughs> is on our show today. Yeah, the other thing and, we could do is just just record the podcast hmm. in the back of Sunrise's <laughs> set. <laughs> All right, our gear is from Road. We're part of the Iconoclasts Podcast Network. Catch you tomorrow. Roundabout Season Two, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops if we're stopping to get gas. You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about by heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart, and it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you.